hearty fraternal greetings and good wishes to all the brothers and the sisters also very hearty december call greetings this december call has its speciality in the sense that once again jupiter is in sagittarius which gives an opportunity to cause expansion from muladhara through the vertical column central vertical column up to sahasrara the place of jupiter is sahasrara when he is in muladhara he causes the needed expansion to the central vertical column and that is what is considered to be most auspicious time when jupiter is transiting from sagittarius to capricorn capricorn to aquarius and aquarius to pisces and from pisces to aries these five years are of great consequence for those who wish to associate with the energy of the grandest of the principles in the solar system jupiter is jupiter our teacher even to the sun you should know that just because he happens to be part of the solar system and seeming to be functioning in tune with the plan of the solar system and although sun is the king of the solar system jupiter is the teacher the teacher is seemingly cooperating with the king in so far as the king cooperates with the teacher the teacher and the king represent the wisdom and then the will <coughs> the executive will when the king does not listen to the teacher the king falls and so we have stories in the old testament when the kings did not listen to the prophet the kings fell also many kings in ancient times in india as long as they followed the wisdom coming from the teacher they ruled well they expanded they have set order and they have grown to glory we the souls are the kings of our solar system and jupiter are the master he is the one whom we have to oblige to find our expansion as long as the sun and jupiter combination is healthy so far the soul grows 
because the soul, expansion for the soul comes through the cooperation of the Jupiter. Jupiter is the master and then the soul is the executive. We have to receive instructions and accordingly fall in line and perform. Therefore, the movement of Jupiter should always be kept in mind. And now that Jupiter is in Sagittarius, it is his own house. Jupiter, which is also another dimension of Ganesha, he believes sitting in the Muladhara, causing the needed upliftment of the beings. Ganesha, he has a dual role. Or Jupiter, Ganesha is nothing but cosmic Jupiter. When Jupiter is in Muladhara, he gives stability to life. He gives stability to life and stability to the soul in the form. If Jupiter is not posited, his energy is not posited in Muladhara, man is in the body, no doubt, but he is not stable. He has one problem or the other all the time with his body. Therefore, contemplating Jupiter in Muladhara is recommended by the Vedic seers so that you would have a body in which you can comfortably live. Most of us suffer from so many discomforts in the body. To some, there is discomfort in the joints. To some, there is discomfort in the abdomen. There is discomfort in the stomach. There is discomfort in the upper torso or chest region. There is discomfort in the head somewhere. There is some discomfort or the other. <clears throat> this discomfort is on account of the disorder that we have in us. The only planetary principle that really gives us order is Jupiter. Jupiter gives the best order. He gives the best grouping of the intelligences. Jupiter is by itself everything. In, in him all agree and all planetary energies are very much synthesized in Jupiter. When such an energy is in Muladhara, it's a festival for the beings. Because we can find the comfort of Jupiter being in Muladhara and setting right the system into an order. And his original place is Sahasrara. According to the esoteric astrology, Sahasrara is the place of Jupiter. Agnya is the place of Mars, which can be replaced by Sun. Throat is the center for the Mercury. Heart is the center for Venus. Solar plexus is the center for Moon. Sacral is for Mars. 
Saturn is in Muladhar. So when the when this kind of order is there, wherever Jupiter is, he tries to bring order to that center. Wherever he is, his work is to bring order to the system. That's why a master of wisdom, when he is present, there is an order. Once the master disappears, there is disaster. <coughs> there are stories about Brahaspati and Indra. Indra is the celestial king. Brahaspati is the teacher for the celestials. When the king ignored the teacher, the teacher disappeared. When the, when the teacher, because of the advice of the teacher, the celestial king Indra, he attained a great success over diabolics. And there was celebration. Whenever some attainment happens, naturally people celebrate. Jupiter neither gets into excitement of celebration, nor does he shrink in terms of adversity. <coughs> because he lives in the abode of wisdom, where there is no duality. Because of Brahaspati or the heavenly Jupiter, the celestial king had a great success. He had suffered a lot before. And on account of the advice of the teacher, he gained, regained his kingdom. So therefore he was celebrating. We also, in our celebrations, we get out of order. Isn't it? Which will surely happen on 31st night here. <coughs> surely happen. I know that. Anyway, December call is closed. The master goes to Kumbhakonam or Kodanadu. And uh, 31st night we overstay, we do all kinds of things. Next day morning prayer will be a drowsy one. If not, no prayer. It can happen like that. No? It's very common. Absence of Jupiter brings disorder. Presence of Jupiter brings order. <coughs> That's the reason why we invoke Jupiter every morning and every evening. So that when we invoke Jupiter in the morning, throughout the day we remain orderly. And when we invoke Jupiter in the evening, at least we stay orderly in the night. Don't get into all kind of, kinds of funny activities in the night. Unless there is order, there is no expansion. Through disorder no one could expand in the, on this planet or in this universe. Therefore, when such a Jupiter is present in Muladhara, that too is, that is Sagittarius, which is his own house. He is in the best comfort, so he transmits much more comfort to the beings. See, sitting at home is always a comfort to all beings, isn't it? Even for excitement when we come for December call to Bangalore, from various parts of the globe, <clears throat> At the back of the mind, there is the, there would, there would remain a thought, <coughs> how many days still are there to go back home? Isn't it? 
అండ్ ఆల్సో దోస్ హూ లివ్ ఇన్ తపోవన్న ఆల్సో కౌంట్ హౌ మెనీ డేస్ స్టిల్ ఆర్ దేర్ సో దట్ వీ కెన్ కమ్ అవుట్ ఆఫ్ దిస్ హెక్టిక్ యాక్టివిటీ అండ్ గెట్ నార్మల్ హోమ్లీ రొటీన్ ఇదండి హోమ్లీ రొటీన్ హోమ్లీ ఫుడ్ హోమ్లీ కాఫీ హోమ్లీ లంచ్ హోమ్లీ డిన్నర్ ఎవ్రీథింగ్ ఈజ్ హోమ్లీ జూపిటర్ ఈజ్ హోమ్లీ సో దేర్ ఫోర్ వెన్ వెన్ ఇన్ దిస్ ఇయర్ లాస్ట్ ఇయర్ రివర్స్ ఇన్ స్కార్పియో bringing a lot of adjustments in the deeper psyche of the beings and he is in scorpio he causes lot of adjustments in the psyche which are not known at the superficial mind now he brings order so therefore it happens to be an important december call for us that is one reason another good reason is Saturn is in Capricorn, which is again his own house. Saturn is the, among the seven planets, he is the one who gives the deepest effects on us. The deepest. He has his speciality. Anything he initiates, it would take to deep roots and they would... they would be there forever be it good roots or other roots be it destructive roots or constructive roots when we develop they remain and it is very difficult to overcome them therefore when he is in his own house in capricorn we can take advantage of gaining deeper roots into wisdom deeper roots into will deeper roots into activity which has the will and then the wisdom so that way also it's a special year entire 2019 almost jupiter remains in sagittarius capricorn remains not only 1919 even further in capricorn which is so these are the two major planets in the solar system two major planets one moves at the rate of 30 years once one rotation is 30 years for saturn one rotation is 12 years for jupiter the other planets have shorter cycles mars venus sun moon mercury they have shorter cycles and hence don't have such a deep impact as saturn jupiter these are the two essential teachers to us meaning these planet energies shall have to be counted in us one is to take deep root into acts of goodwill another is to set an order so that the rooting happens much better when there is no order and when there is no rhythm nothing can happen to an individual only some kind of excitement for some time <coughs> when there are events like this there is excitement thereafter we are into our normal routine <coughs> where we have our own disorder disorder in thought disorder in speech disorder in movement so these are set right by jupiter and that's the second reason and they take a deeper root when with saturn in capricorn which is his own house the third dimension is this is the 16th december call here 
This is the 16th December call here we are, that we are doing. In 2001 we commenced this rhythm of December calls. Initially the first December call was done in Sri Salem in 2001. And then the second December call was done near Hyderabad in 2002. And then in 2003 we decided to carry out December call here. And it took roots. It took roots. And we have a 15 years of continuous functioning with the December call. Meaning half cycle of Saturn is completed. One and a quarter cycle of Jupiter is completed. The years and the numbers have a special role to play to see where we are. So this is the 16th December call. 2003 to 2018, both years inclusive, it becomes 16th December call. In all 18 December calls are done. <coughs> so it continues. Now that it has been established itself, it continues. It won't take to any further changes. And uh, coming from Master uh, CVV, who commenced the December call, he did it in 2000. Uh, 10 December. So now 2019, 10, 2018, 109th December. Actually, had the groups been very consistent with the December call, with the May call, with the equinoxes and solstices, they would have really progressed substantially. It doesn't happen because humanity is not so much attuned to Jupiterian energy. They have a false sense of freedom. That they that that freedom means their freedom is more in disorder. <coughs> disorder and freedom they don't go together. When there is disorder, you tend to be more and more conditioned by the nature. The nature outside conditions you, the nature inside you conditions you, when there is disorder. The whole creation is made according to an ancient order, in due and ancient order, that's how we say. Yatra purve santi devaha, that's how Purusha Suttam says. In tune with the previous order, when the creation was made, in the same manner again, the architects of the universe, and the engineers of the universe and the devas, they have prepared a, in youth in the same order. That's why we have a similar earth. When one earth is gone, we have another earth in similar fashion. Like that, it keeps on happening in an ancient and due order. And we have to fall into that order. That's the whole game. To fall into that order, what is most important is to relate to Jupiter. There is a Jupiter hour every day. There is a, a weekly, in a, in a week, a, a special day for Jupiter, which is the Thursday. Every day has a quarter, you know. Four quarters make a day. 
if you see the quarters uh, there are jupiter does a quarter a 6 hourly work whenever it it touches in the hora today now at 7 o'clock into what hour we are we are into jupiter in hour that must be the reason why it is coming like this i had a different idea but then jupiter came in because it is his energy it has such a coincidences happen when we get into jupiter day you should think of order so thursday has to be given a good order in life to start with every thursday that is the reason in the month of sagittarius thursday is considered very important మార్గశీర్ష గురువారం లక్ష్మి వారం నాట్ టు గెట్ ఇన్ టు ఆల్ కైండ్స్ ఆఫ్ ఇగ్నోరెంట్ యాక్టివిటీ అబౌట్ డివినిటీ బట్ టు మేక్ ఎ కాన్షియస్ అండర్స్టాండింగ్ అండ్ దెన్ మూవ్ ఫార్వర్డ్ హౌ ఆర్డర్లీ ఆర్ యూ ఐ మాస్టర్ ఆఫ్ విజ్డమ్ ఈజ్ ఆర్డర్లీ ఫ్రమ్ హెడ్ టు టూ ఫ్రమ్ హెడ్ టు టూ హీస్ సో ఆర్డర్లీ అండ్ హీ ఆల్సో ఎక్స్పెక్ట్స్ ఆల్ దోస్ హూ విష్ టు ఫాలో దెమ్ also fall into an order from head to toe appearance should be orderly a disorderly appearance will disturb the energies <clears throat> so right from the dressing of the hair to the nails of the toe you have to be orderly and there has to be an order in your movements there should be a rhythm there should be an order we know when a planet transits a house why because we know that they move in such an order we know when we walk into the month of aquarius because the earth moves in such an orderly manner that around 19th or 20th january sun moves into aquarius it is not so because we don't know how we will be how we will be from tomorrow afternoon until tomorrow afternoon we have set an order for ourselves and maybe until tomorrow breakfast thereafter slowly the disorder prevails isn't it as long as we like to be disorderly so long we do not grow in consciousness permeation of consciousness or expansion of consciousness happens as long as there is an order in everything the very first sentence in spiritual astrology under the caption jupiter is there is an there is an order to the objects of the universe <clears throat> in a magnet everything is orderly therefore the magnet is magnetic since it is not so in an iron piece it is not magnetic so this setting an order is more important than setting other things in life so that order jupiter gives and the saturn firms it up his work is to firm up if you are into disorder he will firm up disorder if you are into order he firms up order <coughs> so we need to take the 
time slots where Jupiter prevails. Throughout the day, there are tw- in 24 hours, three times Jupiter touches us. Three times. And on the day of Jupiter, not only for the, uh, in the first hour after sunrise, for the entire quarter he prevails. Likewise, on Tuesday, the second half of the day, he prevails. If you note where Jupiter is, when he is in the beginning of a quarter, be it in the morning, be it from the noon, or be it in the evening, or be it in midnight, from there he continues to give that order for six hours. That's what Madame Blavatsky has given. So therefore, we need to relate to Jupiter, Jupiter in our what for? To bring order into ourselves. An orderly body, an orderly functioning of senses, an orderly functioning of speech, an orderly functioning of mind makes man a magnet because he is essentially magnetic. The soul is essentially radiating and has its magnetic impact. It has the two qualities. It is full of light, it is full of magnetism. (laughs) But that magnetism or that light is not enabled to express due to disorderly mind, senses and body. So therefore we have to take advantage of wisdom and bring it into practice. So the, the target for each, each one of us is to reach the master who is in the Sahasrara. Jupiter is another name for the master. The master sits at Sahasrara. So when we are in this travel from Jupiter, from, Jupiter is in its transfer from Sagittarius to Capricorn, Capricorn to Aquarius, Aquarius to Pisces, Pisces to Aries. That means commencing from this year, there is a five-year period of ascent. Five-year period of ascent which concludes around 2022. So those who are with wisdom should take advantage of it and move forward. Thereafter it gets into Taurus, Gemini, Cancer and again there is a descent. From Taurus again, there is a descent into the Blue Center, Gemini, Throat Center, Cancer, Heart Center. Then there is a, into a descending arc. So these planetary placements shall have to be observed so that we tune up to it and then gain the advantage of the currents. When you set the sail in tune with the currents, this, the boat moves the lifeboat moves without much effort. For that reason, this December call should be seen as such a December call comes only again after 12 years. Because Jupiter visits Sagittarius only after 12 years. Likewise, such a December call in another dimension comes after 30 years. Saturn again to enter to Capricorn. These are their houses, own houses. And there are two real lords relating to the solar system. 
One cause is expansion, another cause is consolidation. So consolidation is important, just expansion has no meaning. At every expansion there has to be a contraction. Every inhalation should be followed by an exhalation. Every day is followed by the night, isn't it? Every action should be followed by rest. They go together. Therefore, we take advantage and move forward in tune with the planetary principles. The planets are bodies for the planetary principles. Please note, the planetary principles are the deities, the great intelligences. They are seven in number and they are essentially the seven that is the basis for creation. One becoming seven. One solar ray becoming seven rays. So therefore we relate not to the bodies of the planets, but to the deities that preside over the planets. Just like we relate to persons, but not to their bodies. Isn't it? When we meet persons, we relate more to the person, not to their body. Relating to their bodies is a, a very lesser understanding. That you have grown fattier, that you have grown thinner, that you have gained weight, that you have gained this sickness, that you have gained that sickness. They are all relating to bodies, isn't it? To whom are we to relate? We have to relate to the person. We have to relate to the person to start with. When we go to some house, we have to see the person but not the house as such. Isn't it? Ah, you have modified your house, we say, isn't it? Modification of house is no different from modification of the body. This is also a house. However much we regularly speak that this is our house or our residence, we tend to forget and we remember that we are bodies. That's why people also speak in terms of bodies but not in terms of persons. Is everybody here? That's how we say. To say everybody is here has no meaning because if only bodies remain here like dead bodies, there's no meaning. Is everyone here? Is everyone here? Anyone is absent? Any body is absent has no meaning. Anyone is absent. Mostly we use the word body when we are ignorant. When we are really knowledgeable, we speak everyone, every, every, and anyone. The one in the body is more relevant than, not, than the body. If the body is there and the one is not there, The one in the body, if it is not there, we make haste to dispose it of. Isn't it? Bharya vibhyati tasmin dehe nadeva. Sankra chalvara. I'm pretty just going to get him at that time. Because we abhar a body where there is no resident in that body. The moment the resident is out, the, the body has no 
meaning to us and it smells so we would like to get rid of it as early as possible before it contaminates the surrounding such is the state of the body and we only save every body every any body all bodies are here so this kind of our expression itself shows the degree of ignorance that we have the so called intellectuals also speak like that their ignorance we see in big big meetings people saying are everybody here immediately you know that this is a stupid mostly stupid in this world you don't have to be very highly knowledgeable to be successful by dint of some good luck somewhere even a, a donkey becomes the ruler that's what we have now don't quote it out say well i'll have trouble <laughs> mostly it is donkeys isn't it kanakapu simhasana manasana kamuna kuchunda beta subhalagna munale so therefore the world success is no measure poor are those who think of worldly success the success is when you are able to overcome your own creation and be a master of it so coming back to the theme we are in this december call we are we pitched upon that dimension of the yoga which is in relation to the air isn't it we must make sure that we respect the air that we work with in us there has to be a greater attention towards the activity of air in us please make note of it don't take it for granted never take it for granted make sure that the air functions well because air is the only means by which you are bridged with akasha there is no other way there is no other way if you see ninth chapter of bhagavad gita the lord krishna very clearly says the the air that is generally with akasha its placement is its abode is akasha yadha akasha sthito vayuhu like that is what does it mean people read so many commentaries the natural abode of air is akasha akasha is what we call the sky which is full of light it is not only full of light it is the stablest one among the five elements everything moves from out of it but akasha does not move what a beauty there may be clouds in the akasha in the sky there may be different colors happening in akasha what is the true color of akasha no one can say no one can say in the night it is almost dark bluish dark in the midday is it is brilliant white in between it shows all colors to which color akasha belongs all colors emerge from it it has no color 
it has no color since it is so deep and so profound it looks like blue it looks like white in its unfathomable depth depth is seen as blue that's why rama is said to be blue krishna is said to be blue meaning you cannot fathom the depth of their consciousness because you can you may imagine it but you can't know them completely that's why we relate to such beings whose consciousness has no bottom it's a bottomless blue endless blue it is blue because transparency in its depth appears as blue but there is no such thing as a blue color in akasha if you go further into akasha by flight still akasha remains distant isn't it you cannot you cannot see the end of akasha you cannot see the end of it you may get out of the orbit of this earth still the blue remains you may get out of the orbit of the solar system still the blue remains you may get out of the whole universe then you can see the whole universe how it is but still the blue is around all around such is the blue vedavyasa is a grand seer who could step out of the universe and see the universe and describe how it looks like from the other side it looks like from the other side so the one that enables us to reach akasha or the fifth ether is air is air and that air is with us to enable us to reach the akasha in us there is akasha in the cave of heart there is akasha in the core of your being which is again blue that is what is said to be the central column the central column which exists in the vertebra and it vibrates what vibrates the air vibrates not the akash the sound that is generated by the akasha brings out the air that's where we say master cvv means central vertical vibration central vertical vibration which can be experienced from sahasrara to muladhara how does it happen with the utterance of the sound therefore we should be aware at aware of the functioning of the vibrating air in us for that reason we must make sure that the organs of the body which conduct air are always kept clean pure healthy and strong from nose to the tip of the lungs it has to be all very clean enabling you to enabling the air to function at its best don't neglect your colds don't neglect your coughs don't neglect your lung 
infections. We have to immediately attend to them. Because this respiratory apparatus decides the vitality relating to your body because the respiratory apparatus enables effective functioning of air. When the air is functioning effectively, the pranic principle is intact. When the pranic principle is intact, you can remain in the body and continue with your yoga. What for should we be in this body until we realize the self and until we fulfill the purpose of being in this form? Until then the life force has to be active and therefore make sure that you are insulated from colds, from coughs, from congestion in the respiratory system and congestion of lungs. You should not let it happen. Should not. That's the most important part relating to air with which we are working in yoga. <clears throat> and the paradox is the ambience around us the ambience around us, the air around us is so completely polluted. So the contrary is presented to us. The water is polluted, the air is polluted. Since the water is polluted everywhere, we found a way to carry the bottles. Where you carry waters which are considered to be pure, which are not. The mineral water that we drink is only to give a psychical satisfaction, a psychological satisfaction. Waters, stored waters have no life in it. Stored waters have no life in it. You are drinking only dead water all the time. It's okay, it's another dimension. Instead of drinking impure water, you are drinking water which is pure but dead. It doesn't have so much life in it. What is it that you have to drink? According to masters of wisdom, you should drink the boiling water without cooling it. People boil water and then they store it again. People boil water and then they store it again. The moment when you boil water, all the undesirable elements in the water, they disappear. But when you cool it, again all things would come and join. This is what Lord Maitreya has given in one of his teachings. It is such an, such an ignorant activity that people think when they boil the water and store it and drink it is healthy, which is not. He says, keep the water in a lukewarm situation all the time, drink it in a lukewarm state. There are children who would like to drink lukewarm water, which is good for them, which is also good for us. How do we carry lukewarm water? That's why in olden days, elderly people, they were carrying flasks with water, 
I know one person by name Dr. Lazarus. She was a lady with great knowledge. She suggested to me and Kumari, Mr. Kumar, please ensure that you carry a flask with boiled water and when you drink, let it be hot. Then you would have good health. That lady lived until 98 years with all her faculties intact. All her faculties intact. She was such a good Christian, such a good Christian, that he, she had very good communication with And she was in a kind of a inexplicable admiration for me. I was so young at that time. She said, somehow I always feel like seeing you. She was most respected in Vishakhapatnam. People were visiting her even to do her work. When I went to her, her house to do her work for two, three days, two, three times, later she said, I feel inside that as far as you are concerned, I should come to you. I should come to you. Let me come to you. Don't come to my house and do my work. It is my work. I will come to you and get my work done with you at your office. That's the kind of uh, perceptibility she had. And she gave so many advices to us on matters of health. So coming back to water is such a situation we are in that we are somehow satisfied drinking some mineral water. And we feel we are healthy, but still we do get our colds, we do get our coughs, we do, we do get our congestion in the lungs, much more so in, in developing countries like India. The beauty of tropics is the air is very lively, but polluted. The air in such a regions like Europe or North America is not so lively. The air contains less oxygen there. The air contains more oxygen. It's a fact. That's why people coming from Europe to or North America or very south side of the planet like Argentina to India, they feel very light with the air here. The air is so light. Air is light. They have better perceptions. We have lost many perceptions. So the coming back to the original point, air is polluted. <clears throat> but be thankful that your nose can filter it. There is no such system with the water. See, when you drink water, there is no filter in our system that it uh, resists or rejects the impure water and gets into, gets the pure water. There is no such filter. But for air there is a filter in us. The nose filters the air. So therefore nose has to be kept intact. Don't breathe with mouth. If you breathe with mouth, you are breathing different quality of air. If you breathe with nose, I don't think such things are anywhere written. They just do come, that's all. So if your nose is always blocked, what is your situation? 
That is our situation. We make, we should make every effort to see that our noses are not blocked. Apply as much steam as possible or apply as much amrutanjana as possible so that there is a free flow of air through the nostrils and let the lungs be fully filled. It's an important dimension because the equipment related to air with which the master works, we have a responsibility to keep it intact. There was a time when master was experimenting with the energy. He went on breathing in for six hours and went on breathing out for six hours, which is humanly impossible. Even today I cannot believe it, but it is written. Confirmed by Masarike. Because Masarike is one person who would not promote any kind of a, what you call hyperboles. I asked him, is it true that he just went on breathing for six hours? How is it possible? He said, yes, to me and to you it's not possible. But it is so. It is so, it is recorded. So we accept it. That was the capacity of breathing in. How much do we breathe in? We breathe very little. We breathe very little. We don't have strong lungs. That's why among the terminal sicknesses we get as we get older, one of the major sicknesses is lung congestion, breathlessness, application of ventilators. Isn't it? is kept on ventilator. That's how we reason. That is because we have not paid much attention to air. Much attention. So, we work with air. Please remember, the master works with, our, with the air, airy system in us. That enables us to lift up to Akasha. Air is not generated from earth. Air is a descent from Akasha. Fire has its connection with Akasha and also earth. When there is no substance, there is no fire. The fire by friction which we see has substance in it. The fire which we call solar flight, solar fire is the light, which is a descent from higher circles. The light that we speak of is a descent of light from the solar angel. It has no, it has such a subtle matter which is seven times much more subtle than what it is on earth. Light is matter. But that light is a descent which has subtlest matter, it has causal matter. But this earth has mundane matter gross matter. So the gross matter can be transformed with the help of the frictional fire. The air is an agent from higher circles. The air is the agent from higher circles to lower circles. And it can bring the beings in the lower circles to higher circles. The eagle the eagle descends 
and also essence. We have an occult meditation given by Master C.V.V. The ascent of man is eagle, the descent of man is serpent. When our energies are on the ascent, we tend to be like eagles, meaning we function mostly in the field of air, the field of air. But when we descend into matter and when we are engrossed with the matter all the time, speaking about properties, speaking about wealth, speaking about bank balances, speaking about increasing prices, decreasing prices, and the, the rates that are prevailing for various products that we deal with. All this money matters, they are all mundane. Don't think it is divine. It's all mundane. So the more and more you are with it, you are more, more you are in a descended state. And in the descended state, you become a serpent. The, the descent of man is serpent. Meaning, a serpent crawls upon the earth. Crawls by the... It moves by the belly upon earth. It has no legs. So, when we are grass matter oriented, or mundane oriented, we tend to be moving in the horizontal ways. Isn't it? Even if we go by flight, the flight is also horizontal to the earth. Up to a point it takes, off later it takes to a horizontal position. It does not go out of the orbit of the earth, no? We don't want it to be also. <laughs> so therefore, there is a vertical movement and there is, in that vertical movement there is an upward movement and a downward movement. That is what is symbolized in the scriptures as eagle. It, it enables you to get into higher circles. It enables you to come back into mundane circles. That's how the Lord is said to be mounting on the eagle to come down. Garuda Gamana Rara Nanukura and Tutaga. Anjata, the, the eagle is like that. Hanuman is like that. When I say Hanuman, don't get carried away by it. It's, it's the principle of air that functions in all the seven planes. When I say Garuda, don't get carried away by it. It is with us, it is in us. It is the directional angel in us. The wisdom says, the pulsating principle in you is the eagle. The pulsating principle in you is the eagle, which has the ability to lift you up to higher circles. It has the ability to bring you down to lower circles. It makes sure that you are not stuck in the lower circles. Once you are with the eagle, you have all, we have seen the movie Avatar, no? See, he had an invincible eagle so that he could win over all the uh, mundane people in the movie. He was from the mundane world only, but he moved into the other world and then he gained the, the bird in him. And that bird is an invincible bird. That's the movie relating to Avatar. 
So we too have the bird with us. And we need to link up to that bird. That bird is eternally functioning in us. And it is mounted by the Lord. On the other side of this pulsation there is the Lord. And this side of pulsation we are there. Therefore, when we relate to pulsation, the beauty with the Master is he, he himself causes these linkages. He links to the air, the respiratory system. He links you to the pulsation and he enables a lift up. A lift up. He leads you up to the bro center, agnya center. He brings you down again to your normal state of being. This upward and downward movement is all caused by air, which is only the means for us to reach the Akasha in us. <clears throat> Until we reach the Akasha or the fifth ether, we don't get into the subtle side of our being. Already air is semi-visible, semi-invisible. Visible in the sense it is perceptible. It is perceptible. From that that perceptible air is a descent from higher circles. So by relating to that air in us, we get into this to, a, to the field of light which is called Akasha. All of us would like to dwell in the light in us, isn't it? And Master K. so very easily wrote a sentence, May the light in me. She was regularly in that, his abode was the abode of light within him. May the light in me be the light before me. But where is the light in us? When we are with the matter, and when we are with the water of emotions, and when we are engrossed in the fire of thoughts, how do we wriggle out of these three states? The fire, the emotion, or the, the water, and then the matter. Thought, emotion, matter. This is the quagmire. Yantan Tilula quagmire ne? Ubi. Kanada me yantan ubi ne? Kanada me yantan ubi ne? This is a quagmire in which we are stuck like a fly in the flag. A fly in the flam by itself cannot move out of it. It is stuck in it. So we are stuck in the quagmire of our, the fire of our thoughts, the water of our emotions, and then the mundanity that we always dwell in. So the lift up is by the air. The lift up 
according to yoga is always by the air. <coughs> That's why Patanjali speaks of pranayama and pratyahara. And that what master conducts himself to us and puts us out of the mundanity into super mundane state and sets you over here at the bro center. When you are at the bro center, you are in the sixth ether. Akasha is already fifth ether. At the bro center, you are in the sixth ether from where you don't see anything relating to mundane, you only see the field of light all the time. <coughs> When you are in the field of light, you see so many already there. It's also crowded. Don't think you are alone over there. <coughs> there are already people who reached there much earlier than you. Wow, there are so many already here. I am the latecomer in the whole thing. When you arrive to the prayer hall, there are so many already there sitting in the prayer hall, isn't it? Is it not? Who is the one who comes very first and sits in the prayer hall? By the time we come, already many would be seated. <coughs> like that when we get to this field of light, there are already so many in that field. Resplendent with light, beautiful in forms of light, with tremendous abilities and tremendous magnetism, love and love. You find yourself to be a small insect in that world. You feel so great when you are here, you know. But when you get in over there, you look like a small insect amidst so many giants of beings of light. But you get encouraged. See, when someone comes here, we don't really pay so much attention, isn't it? Because all our attention is about ourselves. We are self-centered. We only think about ourselves all the time. That is our speciality. But over there, they care for those who get in. They care. Their care is extraordinary. They take such a good care that you are comfortable over there and that you progress there and that you also gain the same status as they have. Because it's a field of love and field of nobility, it's a field of light which is totally different from this field. So to that he lifts us up. Your constant stay in that field during the prayer is the best luxury you can ever think of. Is the best luxury that you can ever think of. Not every day it happens, it depends on you. How you have behaved between one prayer to the other, on that basis the adjustments would happen. If you have misbehaved with any being, If we have misbehaved with any being, as I said, the being means the plant, the animal, the human. 
the door is closed. But, but today, prayer we did, but nothing happened. But doing the prayer is one thing. The prayer happening is another thing, isn't it? Happening of the prayer is the grace of the Master, which is on the basis of how you have behaved in the outer. That's what I said in the very first day. The door is behind the group. <laughs> if you don't behave well with the, any group member, any group member, if you show authority, if you, if you show power, if you show dominance, if you neglect, or if you do any kind of thing which is not in par with the dimension of love, doors are closed. You can't beat a dog and come for a prayer. You can't scold someone outside and come for a prayer. You can't lose your tongue everywhere and come into prayer. That's where it is, because your outer functioning gives you the ability, eligibility for the inner doors to be opened. The beauty is the doors are all bolted from the other side, not from this side. It's not that we open and then get in. It has to be opened from the other side. Someone else has to open for it. That one opens according to how you have done in the three worlds here. That's where the behavior is very much counted. So there are some times when prayer happens, there are many times when prayer is done, and there are many more times when prayer is not done. Three categories we find it. There are very intelligent people who try to see how best to escape from the prayer. Isn't it, Amma, somehow we could escape the prayer this evening, this morning? This kind of understanding is a self-defeating situation. A self-defeating situation. The second state is you do come for prayer, but doors are not open, which is a common experience. But then once in a way, just as we say, once in a blue moon, the doors are opened and you are lifted up and you don't know what happened and you came back. Isn't it? But then slowly when it becomes a regular happening, regular happening, be it prayer, be it meditation, it has to happen. Our doing is just a, a pretext. It has to happen. It happens on the basis of our attitude towards the outer world. So therefore, when such a thing happens, you are into the sixth ether. The sixth ether. It is an ether which is what we call the second ether in another dimension. First, according to the ancient oriental scriptures, Akasha is seen as the first ether. The four elements are different. Akasha is the first ether, and then there is the second ether, which is the sixth ether, and then there is the third ether. From Akasha to Mahadakasha, they say. Mahat. 
from Mahadakasha to Parakasha. In three states it is. In the second ether, around this earth is Lord Sanat Kumar. In the second ether, relating to this earth, he is Lord Sanat Kumara. Not that I went and met him, but because it is written so by Master Jwalkur. He wrote in his books. Shambhala is a moving ashram, but generally around Mongolia. Please note that. They also have some convenient, comfortable places for their energy. That's why Shambhala, though in second ether of this earth, Second ether means the sixth state in us. Sanat Kumara is in that second ether. And he keeps moving very discreetly into the second ether around this earth in some points like Shambhala, Shastra. Not many. So when we move here, we are into the field of light. That's where you have all that is spoken about the activity of the masters of wisdom, which we can relate to and then come back. All this can happen. And that is where your body is also prepared in terms of light. When you live in the, consistently live in the light, in the field of light, the atoms in the body take the needed transformation and they tend to be lighter, lighter, lighter and lighter, and ultimately it becomes a lighted body. That's how a constant living at the bro center enables formation of the body which Master CBV promised. When that body is, is formed slowly, you, you, you have the facility to move in the first and second ether around the earth, that is, the Akasha and then the one beyond that. <coughs> when we get to scriptures, we speak of Parakasha, meaning the beyond, Mahadakasha, where the magic happens, and then Akasha, from where the, the elements, the four elements descend to form the earth. So therefore, our work is to get into these states of ascent. This ascent is what is worked out in us on the basis of our clearing the ground around. Clearing the ground. The ground clearance is important to build anything in us. To build this prayer hall, we did lot of ground clearing here and then we built this hall. Before that it was there in the ether. So also in us, when we clear the ground, we move up, we, we build different things in us. And that would enable us to relate better to the plan and to work out on the ground. To relate better to the plan, all plan can be perceived at the bro center. Later, if you sit even in the heart center, it descends into you. This channel has to be kept open between the heart and the ajna. It is in that channel all manifestations of light happen.
there after because our heart is the field of air as i said field of air so this air and that akasha they are in connection all the time just like in our story is the connection between rama and hanuman rama is the blue hanuman is the air as the connection between krishna and arjuna it's also another the same thing presented in a different manner arjuna comes from the abode of shiva as a rudra and as an airy principle bhima also comes down as an airy principle with the air the blue functions the blue is akasha the blue is akasha so bhima arjuna arsa are the two with which the whole plan is established so also for the divine which is blue to enable to enable manifestation upon the planet it requires an airy principle it requires an airy principle because through air it can descend and set things right that's why if rama comes hanuman has to come also in a guru system we would see one is with the blue another is with the air it is the air even that manifests the blue conceives the plan then the the air principle manifests it that's why the ones who are in agnya and sahasrara they look for persons who are in between agnya and heart so where do they get them they themselves prepare them just like in our mundane world also we don't get a ready made assistant do we we pick up an assistant and then we slowly train him in such a manner that he becomes a facility to you initially is a problem isn't it to every person his assistant is to start with a problem he continues to be a problem unless you know how to train him isn't it when you train your assistant in such a manner that he is capable of doing almost every work that you do what happens he can happily entrust things to him and look for higher things that's what the masters of is done they look for they also feel just like we say it is difficult to find a master of wisdom they also said it is difficult to find a sincere assistant they are very rare there are many who want to work but they are not very sincere of course they are not don't expect a sincere brilliant assistant if he is so brilliant why would he be your assistant how can someone who is more brilliant can be your assistant you have to prepare it isn't it so that preparation is what the master said i will prepare and hand over capable assistants to the hierarchy of masters i will prepare and hand over able assistants to enable the masters of wisdom to manifest their plan 
And how can it happen unless the channel is built from head to heart? The channel has to be built from head to heart. That is what we call antakarna. When that is built, then there is a functioning which is a facility for the higher ones to function upon the ground. The, the divine requires the human help to conduct the plan upon earth. We stand as a bottleneck. Down the bottle there is the, the, the world of mundanity. Up the throat of the bottle there is the divinity. So for that divinity to enter into, that energy to enter into, down into the mundane world, it requires an agency. That is the fourth kingdom, that is the human kingdom. That's why the divine requires human agency to manifest the plan upon earth. And those humans shall have to be prepared, either they have to prepare themselves or they themselves have to prepare. That's what is the work that is happening, that the master is preparing the channels for the work to manifest. If no work is manifesting, that means there is no channel happening, isn't it? From higher circles, there has to be a manifestation of work continuously. A work that is helpful to many to lift themselves up. A field where the humans can find their upliftment. A means, a window that has to happen. So that's how every master of wisdom who is on earth becomes a channel for the higher energy and manifests works of goodwill and enables people to relate to it by which eventually they also walk into the same path. That's how it has to happen. So therefore our work is mostly to relate to the airiness. Blessed are those who relate to air. Blessed are those who shun air. There are people who live in houses where there is no passage of air. They are in a very pitiable condition from one dimension. Where there is no fresh air in the room, the energy over there gets suffocated and stinks. When air passes, it cleanses. That's why it is called pavana. Pavana. It purifies. So there has to be a free flow of air in you. The apana, prana, udana, jnana, samana, all these five pulsations with their five sub-pulsations shall have to be functioning in an unhindered manner in us. For that we have to pay attention. From our side, we should do our bit. We keep the equipment vibrant from our side and then it can be used by the master from the other side. When the master visits you, you are already blocked with a lot of cold, with congestion of lungs. This is what kind of fellow he is. Where there is imbalance of air, water and 
sorry, fire and water, there are conditions. Where waters and fire are in, not in agreement, it generates lot of cold. With the help of air it can be cleansed. That's why regular functioning with air enables to keep these lungs strong. You don't have to run, you don't have to jog, you can just quiet, sit quiet and breathe deep and breathe out deep in a rhythm. Just breathe in as much as you can and breathe out as much as you can daily for fifteen minutes. Just fifteen minutes in the fresh ambience. Fresh ambience means morning twilight hour, evening twilight hour. Before or after prayer, according to your convenience. Breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, breathe out, keep the equipment strong with air. Then the body also you feel light. The blood circulation is also much better. Knowing all this, we don't do, that's the whole problem. Not doing, knowing but not doing is a major problem. So likewise, the, the message for today morning is, beware of the air in you. Beware of the air in you, be friendly with the air in you and ensure that the air becomes a good friend with you so that you stand a chance to move up with the help of air. That is one of the prophecies of the Master, that the man flies, not by aeroplane but by himself. That is his prophecy. When he spoke of it, that was the time when the, 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 the same year in which the flight was also invented by humanity. The aircraft was invented in 1910. The descent of energy was also in 1910. Many inventions have happened thereafter which are listed to some extent in the book Aquarian Master. So our lift-up is due to the air that we that is available in us. Through the agency of air we reach the blue. That's why through, according to tradition, through Hanuman you reach Rama. Through Hanuman you reach Rama, they say. Meaning through air you reach the blue. Through air you reach the blue. That air functions vertically up and down. Mukhya prana is a movement, is a vertical movement. Prana, apana, inhalation and exhalation are inward, outward movements. But there is another prana which moves vertical, that is udana which can connect you to the whole, which can come down from the whole to a localized state. The energy gets localized with the help of air. The energy gets delocalized with the help of air. And then the being is kept in the body with the help of air, inhalation and exhalation. So, so much importance is given in the occult parlance for the air. And there are three airy signs. There are three airy signs, Aquarius, spiritual air, Gemini, the mid-air, Libra, the mundane air, the air of passion.
ట్రిపుల్ ఏర్ మాఘమాస జ్యేష్ఠమాస ఆశ్వేజమాస కుంభరాశి మిథునరాశి తులారాశి ది ఏర్ ఇన్ లిబ్రా ఈజ్ ది ఏర్ విత్ విచ్ వీఆర్ వీఆర్ లింక్ టు ది ప్యాషన్ ఆఫ్ ది వరల్డ్ లిబ్రా ది ప్యాషన్ ఆఫ్ లిబ్రా అండ్ దెన్ దెర్ ఈస్ ఎ లిఫ్ట్అప్ దట్ కమ్స్ ఫ్రమ్ జమిని వెన్ యూ అటర్ ఫోర్ ది సౌండ్ ది లిఫ్ట్అప్ కమ్స్ ఫ్రమ్ జమిని వెన్ యూ అటర్ ఫోర్ ది సౌండ్ దట్స్ వై ఫ్రమ్ లిబ్రా టు జమిని మీనింగ్ ఫ్రమ్ సోలార్ ఫ్లెక్సెస్ టు త్రోడ్ సెంటర్ యూఆర్ ఇమీడియట్లీ లిఫ్టెడ్ అప్ అండ్ ది మాస్టర్ హీఈస్ లొకేటెడ్ ఇన్ ఎక్వేరియస్ హీజ్ ఇన్ ఎక్వేరియన్ మాస్టర్ so once you are lifted up into the throat later you are lifted up to the top of your forehead which is aquarius aquarius the, the placement of aquarius is at the top of your forehead here is is at the top of the head top of the forehead is aquarius so from aquarius to gemini from gemini to libra there is the descent and from libra to gemini and from gemini to aquarius there is the ascent this is how the airy trio functions in us the triple air functions and when you are at the aquarius you are with the vyana vayu which is all permeating aquarius is a is a dimension by itself it is all about magic mahat mahat the month of mahat is called magha the related constellation is makha makha is one of the grandest constellations so magha enables us to realize magic aquarius enables us to realize magic it is a state of untrue being that's to be or not to be to be or not to be. it is visible and invisible alternatively it, it is seemingly there it is not there we are all in a seemingly visible state and then there is a time when we will be invisible but still we are there we are there but we cannot be seen and we are there that we can be seen so this magic of invisibility to visibility visibility to invisibility it is all in the magic of aquarius magha masa aquarius is called in sanskrit the month of magha or magic or magas or mahat from there the master functions through this sound in throat center to lift us from the libra in us Gemini is the opposite of Sagittarius. They are all connected. I don't want to get into astrology at this late hour. We are approaching the conclusion of this session. The idea is that it is only the air that helps us. If you wish that one day you have to move into a super mundane world, the only agency is air. నమస్తే వాయు త్వమేవ ప్రత్యక్షం బ్రహ్మాసి త్ 
ప్రత్యక్షం బ్రహ్మవదిష్యాబుల్ బ్రహ్మన్ విజిబుల్ మీన్స్ పర్సెప్టబుల్ యూఆర్ ది పర్సెప్టబుల్ బ్రహ్మన్ వీ డోంట్ నో బ్రహ్మన్ యాజ్ ఎట్ బట్ వీ నో యూ బికాస్ యూ ఆర్ దేర్ అండ్ వీ కెనాట్ సీ యూ యూ ఆర్ దేర్ ఎయిర్ ఈజ్ దేర్ యూ కెనాట్ సీ ఇట్ so it is the first proof that there is something that exists in creation which cannot be seen but it is there you can perceive it is available at the perceptual level it is not available at the sight level you cannot see air but you know that there is air so that is already a dimension of the brahman because he is everywhere but you can't see him so therefore don't deny it the very fact that you, that there is air which you cannot see but which you accept gives you a doorway into things which are imperceptible but they do exist they do exist the para is beyond perception pasyanti means perception isn't it so it is at the perceptible level so in that perceptible level when we relate it leads us to more imperceptible more imperceptible ultimately you find yourself in a different state of beingness and that is the kind of expansion that happens to all of us when we associate with the prayer and the adjustments that the master makes he makes adjustments at all the three lower planes and then he starts functioning with the air in you and causes the lift up so that you would eventually start living in the head not live only in the stomach we generally live in the stomach he lifts us up to be in the head that's where the work is and that work is truly the magical work which is conducted in us according to the rhythms that we observe so let this be the understanding for this morning and let us see how it concludes in the evening na evening namaskarams to all of you